Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome back to our weekly podcast with Pastor Stephen, and this week we are looking at Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25, and it's titled, Memoirs of Maturing Christian. Um, So, Pastor Stephen, before you started your sermon yesterday, you started to kind of make this confession where you, it it sounded like you were going to uh, do some some church discipline right off the bat. Um, why, Why did you, why did you do it that way? Because it kind of added some stuff in the room, like we had some questions over it. Yeah, I thought it would be funny, Um, and uh, I thought that folks might think that I was going to I was going to do that with a thousand people sitting in in the room. Uh, Well, well, you did. Um, There were several people uh, that I was standing next to uh, thought that they looked at me and said, "Is he about to call somebody out?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't think so." But uh, uh, yeah, we had some people think that you were really, really about to. Make somebody stand up in a room and and work on church discipline right then and there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah the discipline would need to be on me. <laughs> the uh, well, you know, and and really just trying to give a little, little bit of uh, of of understanding to kind of Paul as he's writing this, just the frustration that he has there with his yeah. with his own self, um, and. You know, saying over and over again, man, I'm, I'm you know, it, it just it infuriates me that I'm still struggling with sin, uh, that um, you know I'm still shackled to it, and you know the famous quote, "I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I do want to do," and uh, you can you can understand, and so that's when I was was trying to do to kick the thing off. Hey, listen, I've got there's there's somebody for. Almost twelve years that I've been your pastor, right. that I've just man, I just I have a hard time with, and they let me down, and they lie to me, and they yeah. they don't know they don't do what they're supposed to do, and uh, and so yeah, it was well, it I was, was me, I was I was standing right next to a deacon uh, when you were giving this illustration, and he was trying to go back to sit with his family. And he he just looked at me and said, "I'm not moving. I'm not walking down the aisle right now. I'm not walking back to my family because I don't know. I don't want people to think he's talking about me." Uh, it was it was funny. You would have had to been there, I guess. Anyway, so we were talking about this this memoirs of a maturing Christian and what that looks like. And in in your sermon, you yeah you give that illustration about how uh, you know. Hello, my name is Stephen Kyle, and I'm a sinner, right? Um, but then you talk about the three tenses of salvation. We've talked about past justification. We've talked about present sanctification. And you even talked about future glorification. Um, and so uh, then you, then you kind of get into what it means or what are some of the characteristics of a maturing Christian. And uh, the first one, uh, well, before we get to the first one, you made this comment about Paul that I, that I thought was really, uh, really profound. I never really thought of it this way. Uh, as Paul is writing this, you know, you you make the note that you know Paul's been was a Christ follower for about twenty two years as he was writing this book, and you know we always look at Paul as this spiritual hero, but here he is going, man, I I struggle, like I str- I struggle with sin in my life, and you know we always 
I think we always look at Paul with this really, really high expectation, but man, he he struggled too. Sure, yeah, and th- and those dates were, you know, approximations. Uh, they're they're different, yeah, different dates to get thrown around. Uh, you know, um, I saved at thirty five A D. Uh, wrote uh, the letter to the Romans in fifty seven A D. Uh, whether 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 you hold to those dates or not, yeah. uh, the point is Paul was not a a new believer. He was right. not a novice. Right. Uh, th- this is a guy that we would sit there and say, okay, hey, listen, if there's anybody that ought to have this figured out by now, it's you, Paul. You 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 should have it have it down pat. And then he's sitting there saying, hey, listen, I struggle i'm frustrated with this uh with this tug of war that is taking place inside of of me and uh, i'm just thankful i'm just thankful that the bible uh it, it doesn't sugarcoat it right it doesn't paint a picture of of these patriarchs of the faith uh, as being just these perfect individuals who didn't face everyday struggles who didn't have failures but instead it's just like an open book hey here we go man when when you when you start reading the lineage of christ Mm -hmm. and it starts listing you're like my goodness i thought i thought my family tree was a little (laughs) shady and you're like i can't believe the messiah came through this lineage right here but i love the fact that the bible doesn't try to portray it any other way it's just it's just the truth and i think i think that's what's so great and refreshing about about the bible is hey man god does extraordinary things through ordinary people and mm. um you know he will take the outcast the down and out he will take uh, the regular old joes just like us and uh man he'll he'll do he'll do a great work and he and he'll bring great things out of you even when yeah. you made him think yeah Man, nothing good can come out of me. I see what you did on the family tree. It was shady. Yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but you said your family tree was it's shady. Shady. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anyway, sorry. Your first your first point. Sorry, that was a bad joke in the middle of the podcast. It's okay. Um, your first point is, uh, again, characteristics of a maturing believer a maturing Christian, that they wrestle with sin. Um, can you can you walk us through that? Could you use some things like it's kind of a tug of war in your heart, you're, there's a battle raging within you. Um, you listed some scriptures out of Galatians that talk about the sin nature. So what do you mean wrestling with sin? Yeah, the uh, well, and, and first of all, the, you know, the point that was made is before I even got into that, hey, uh, I very specifically chose the word maturing Christian and not mature Christian because we we never attain that right. If we ever get to the point where we say, "All right, I finally arrived. I have matured," then uh, then you don't even understand what that what that means, and that would, as I said, disqualify you from even being a matured Christian. Uh, it is it is a process that will not be complete until we have finally taken our last breath on this earth and we uh, end up being in the very presence of, of Christ. But yeah, the wrestle with sin, you know, I chose the word wrestle because uh, I think it makes it more personal. Yeah. Uh, it is, um, you know, when I think of, when I think of wrestling, I just think of a back and forth and a back and a forth and uh, the wrestling with sin, at, you know, okay, hi, man, I've got this one whipped all right, I've I've moved past this one. I'll never. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? 
Um, and it's that wrestling of uh, uh, understanding that um, we never get to the point where we say, uh, well, I guess we can say, but it doesn't bring any validity to it, but to say, okay, I'm above mm. whatever. Yeah. I'm above whatever. Um, hey, I agree. Yeah, we, we grow in our faith and we ought to consistently start getting it m- more right than we get it wrong. And that's a part of that uh, sanctification and that maturation process that happens over time. But it is going to be a consistent wrestling. The issue or the concern there is for someone who says that they are a follower of Christ and there's no wrestling with sin. So here's what that would indicate to me. Then they just sin. Yeah. And there's no wrestling, and, and you can, you easily can pick up in this passage uh, the turmoil that's going on, like we said, with Paul. And he's like, man, I, my desire, you know, I, I preach out of the New King James uh, version of the Bible, and the word there is um, will. He uses the word will over and over and over again. And uh, he, he doesn't mean I will do something. He, he means my, my will, my, uh, my heart's nature, my want to, my desire is to do these things. I will that it would happen. And then it doesn't always happen. And it's this constant difficulty and struggle and um, you know, I think you can you can you can pick up on the uh, when he disobeys God or when he does not do something that would be beneficial uh, for his faith. You know, there's a there's a brokenness there. Uh, there's a I would say even even a disappointment in him in himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, that wrestling is a is a good thing. Is a very good thing. Uh, and here's what I've seen happen uh, just in my own personal life is as I, as I grow in Christ, there are things that I wrestle with that I used to never even think a thing about. Mm. Yeah. Because as I've grown in Christ, and I, and I used to would say, well, it's because I've gotten older. And, uh, and my, wife, my wife would correct me and would say, hey, don't, don't rob the Holy Spirit from, from, from getting credit for this. <laughs> Your, your, your age yeah. has nothing to do with it. And that's true. I mean, there are foolish people of all ages. Uh, she says, no, it's the Holy Spirit that has, that has changed your desire, yeah. right? It's changed yeah. your want to. And uh, what we want to attribute to, well, I was young and dumb and immature. And well, yeah, that, that's probably true. But, but age does not spiritually bring about a maturation. It's, it's, Hey, the Holy Spirit, I, I've been drawn closer to Christ. The Holy Spirit has been working on me. The Holy Spirit has changed uh, my pursuits, my desire. Uh, the Holy Spirit has helped me understand that uh, there are things that I used to think were the end of the world that now I even realize they're they're not even close to anything along those lines yeah. they, that, that I used to get so worked up over that the reality is they're not that big of a deal. And also things that I used to give liberty to. Mm. And Paul and Paul, mm, we see yeah. this played out in yeah. in the scripture. Yeah, you know, Paul and his epistles are like, "Hey, yeah, there's liberty. There's things I could do, but as I've matured in my faith, I realized that wouldn't be beneficial to anyone. So while I could do it, I choose not to do it. And so I would say that that wrestling, that wrestling can can come in all different uh, shapes, forms, and sizes, and can 
can can change over the course of this sanctification process. Yeah. But there's got to be a wrestling there. Yeah. There, there is. I, I I find it hard to believe that somebody has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit lives inside of them, and there's no wrestling over the sin that's in their life. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, the, the passage there, you know, you, you're looking at Galatians again, Paul writing and, uh, you know, Paul, it, it's funny cause I even say, Hey, he's giving us a solution for this as though it's like right. a tablespoon of medicine that right. you take. And, and it really, it's really not a solution. He's just, he's just repeating what he's already said. Hey, by the way, live by the spirit. Oh yeah. Thanks. Thanks brother Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an easy yeah. one. Right. Yeah. But no, he's making the point over and over again. Uh, it's about a uh, a surrendering and a death to self, mm. and no, I want the spirit. And then he and then he goes through and he just lays out all these different kinds of sins that uh, we tend to probably probably not you, Ryan, but yeah, probably uh, not. I I tend you know. to I tend to want to circle one that I don't struggle with, and uh, and lift it up a little bit higher and say that one's a lot worse than the one that I struggle. Well, with. Well, and we here. we do that with other people, you know, like we we. we quickly judge other folks for stuff that they have in their life kind of trying to camouflage their own stuff in our life but whenever you start to look at this galatians passage and man it's it it's pretty clear and it kind of hits a, a lot of different things that that we wrestle with um like and i was thinking about this as you were preaching yesterday like how how can how can believers who are trying to grow in their faith in, in this maturing process, like how can we read this stuff in scripture and discount it? I know that's not really a question for today, but like, you know, the scripture is very clear on the sins that are in our life and the sins that we deal with and to watch out and be careful for these things. Make sure these things aren't in your life. And we just, we just overlook it and go, well, I'm human. So I'll just, I'll just keep going with it. And, it is what it is. So I, I really like your your point of wrestling with it because, I mean, again, you said it. It's a tug of war in your heart. It's a battle raging. I know that any time that, that, that I'm struggling with things, I mean, it really is this battle in my heart where it lets, man, I, I, and to my fault, like I let it get to me sometimes and I want to withdraw and I want to really get down on myself. But, um, man, that, that battle is hard sometimes. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean and, it's, and it's supposed to be hard. Yeah. Uh, because the we we know what the ultimate end result, you know that 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 I am more and more conformed to the very image of Jesus Christ until one day when I'm in His very presence. We uh, uh, I'll give you an example, and this this is probably a, a poor one. Uh, we um, we have a uh, a mini golden doodle at our house. I mentioned her in, her ser- in the sermon. Her name is. Her name is Hazel, and I still can't believe that I uh, that I pay for a dog. Uh, it, it's mind blowing, and uh, you know uh, I can't believe I, that I paid what I paid for it. But a do dog. you let the dog sit on your lap? Uh, you know, there's no let. Uh, <laughs> there's no let. I mean, I can I can keep, I can throw her off. The good thing is she don't really like to sit on my lap, uh, so I don't have to worry about right, that. So when no one's home and it's just you and Hazel, yeah. chilling at the house, yeah. Like, are you sitting next to her, petting her, and like talking sweet to her? And no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no, no, not at all. all right, no, sure. no, no. The uh, um, so you really don't want the dog? No, I don't mind the dog. Okay, I, yeah, the dog. I like the dog. She doesn't shed, 
seriously, she's a test tube dog. Literally, <laughs> literally is a test tube dog. They, they, they. Uh, you know, there was a breeder that bred all of what I would call are the bad characteristics out of the dog, even though she'll still eat out of the trash. <laughs> so they missed that one. But she doesn't shed. And that's my biggest thing is I don't like dog hair everywhere. I hate walking around with socks and you look down, there's dog hair on your socks. And that's, I'm just like, that's gross, man. I can't stand that. And, uh, and so she doesn't shed. Um, and she's a retrieving machine. Man, we'll retrieve all day. Now, you know, I, I still haven't figured out how her going and getting a ball and bringing it back to me over and over. I mean, how that benefits me, but the, uh, I'm sure I could turn it into something, but so, so back to the story. So we have this dog, Hazel, and, uh, and she loves treats. And, um, and so when we got her, you know, I would sit there and cause I saw somebody else do this with their dog one time. I'm going to do that with my dog. Cause I've never been able to do that with my dog. Took the treat and I put it on the floor and I'd be like, wait, well, you know, I put it on the floor when we first got it, she'd eat it. Right. You know, and I would discipline her. And uh, anyway, uh, we we kept working on that, working on that. And every time that she would, she I'd say wait, and she'd stop. And then I'm like, okay. And then she'd eat it. I'd give her a second one. Mm. And so it took a while. It took a while, but now I can I can lay it just right there in front of her, and 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 I'm like, wait. And dude, there is a war raging <laughs> inside of her. Yeah. You see, you see, like she'll she'll look at people like, "Oh, am I going to be able to do it? Right? Am I going to be able to do it? Oh, you know, it's just like, oh, everything about me, you know, is wanting that treat, wanting that treat. But I've got to, boy, if I just hold off, it'll be a lot better. It'll be a lot better. And uh, and you know, most of the time, she will. She'll hold off and she'll get another one. Sometimes, eh, just just the the uh, the flesh non shedding part of her just it gets the best of her, and she just eats it. And so and so I, I guess you know when I hear the word wrestle, it's funny because I, and this some folks say you're torturing that dog. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> just as long as you don't do that with the staff, like, <laughs> yeah. Bring some yeah. treats, yeah. Uh, train the, us that way. But the wrestling there, and and again here we are. Instant gratification. Mm. Oh, the flesh crying out, get it, 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 go, go, yeah. go. That's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. And the spirit saying, whoa, hang on. If you'll just hold off, mm. the, you know, it'll be greater than that. Yeah. It'll be double as good. Yeah. And, and that's that wrestle that goes on. Um, and of course, you know, we're talking about, you know, much greater and important things than than just a dog treat but i you know that's what i was trying to convey there ought to be that wrestle there Uh, i think there are a lot of christians that you know unfortunately have been told once you get saved then you don't have to worry about sin anymore yeah and they'll even misquote well not misquote they'll pull scripture out of context and say see see you should not sin once you're saved you should not sin and we're like so you know the magic potion that paul didn't even know yeah because where is it? No, it's not. But but the deal is, I should be broken over that, right? Sin in the child of God should not be an easy yeah. decision. Mm. 
That's a good point. Um, yeah, so we're wrestling with our sin. There's a tug of war. Um, the the next point that you talked about on the maturing Christian is uh, we want to obey God. Like there's this desire to obey God. There's the desire to serve Him. Um, again, you kind of you kind of mentioned the tension over our sin, but then you kind of ask us some questions uh, to see if our if our desires to to obey God. So um, I'll let you speak to that. This desire to or this wants to obey God. Yeah, uh, the um, you know I think I think a key thing to 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 keep in mind is that if you are maturing. Uh, in your faith as a follower of Christ, you, you're never satisfied mm. uh, with with the sin in your life. Um, that you never sit there and say, "Okay, well, this is just who I'm going to be." Well, it may be who you're going to be, but it never should be. Well, this is just who I'm going to be. In which I would submit, well, no, that's not what God's accomplishing in you. Now, He He wants to do something. Uh, he wants to do something so drastic in your life. To where other folks are like, wow, that's not who you used to be. <laughs> and, and, you know, and he gets great glory, glory through that. But the wants to obey God, and then we start kind of fleshing that out. And these are just three random questions, but really uh, inward questions to reveal to us, you know, where, where am I well, uh, in this maturing process? I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I mean, you say they're random questions, but man, like if if we as the church listening to what you're saying and really looking through the lens of what scripture says man these these questions kind of i mean cause some some introspective things to happen in your life like it really causes us to examine our heart so uh, yeah you may say they're they're random questions but man they're 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 pretty powerful if you listen and really take to heart what the text is saying and um, so I'll, I'll let you finish, but like that's there to me, they were more than just random questions. I mean, they really caused me to really examine my life. Well, yeah, you know, Romans seven eighteen, uh, Paul, Paul makes the, the comment, Hey, I know what's going on in my flesh. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing good there in my flesh. And then he says, for to will though is present with me, but my, I, I want to do good. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know the flesh, man. The flesh is not going to help me out on this. The flesh, the flesh does not sit there and say, "Hey, hey, let's do what God wants us to do." Hey, you know, and to go back to my uh, foolish illustration with the mini golden doodle, uh, you know, the 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 non shedding fur is not sitting there saying, "Wait, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. no, no." I know you want it. I know it tastes like peanut butter. I know you know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go get it. Yeah, you really need that. He may die before he's able to give you the second one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Paul's saying, hey, the flesh is not my friend. Uh, the flesh is not going to promote any good. But, my, but my, my desire has changed. And we say the desire, that uh, uh, motivation, ambition, whatever it may be, I mean, that, that happens in, in the heart, in the, in the control center of who we are. And so the question is, is your desire to serve God uh, 100% of the time? I mean, that's basically what Paul has said. Yeah. I'm going to serve you. My desire is to serve you 100%. All your ways, 100% of the time, that is my desire. Well, guess what? He's not going to be able to, not in the flesh. So let's say that he gets it 
99.9% of the time correct. Well, but that's not his desire. His desire is to hit it 100%. And so the there's still going to be that wrestling that's going on. Uh, the wrestling that, man, I, I've, I've, I'm still not where, where I need to be. Now, I mean, we're in the flesh. We're not going to we're not right. going to hit it ninety nine point nine percent of right. the time, but that that ought to be my desire. My desire is to please God. My desire is to please God. My desire is to please God. When I do not please God, I disobey God. I am broken. Mm. I'm broken. And somebody hear me when I say this. I'm not broken because now I'm not a child of God. Right. Right. I'm not broken because oh the relationship that I have is now been extinguished. No, no, I'm broken because I, I want to please the Father. Mm. I mean, I, I, I want to honor Him with the life that He has given me, and my brokenness is surrounded. It's it's around that, mm. um, and so I mean, and stop. Not only that, my want. I mean, stop and think. The Holy Spirit is now right, kind of in that control. Center. Yeah, yeah. And the Holy Spirit, the guy is that's in there, and you know, He's trying to push all these buttons mm. and override the flesh. Uh, but but ultimately it's it's we we have to decide what what am I going to do there? But I can promise you this: if you have a desire to please God one hundred percent of the time in one hundred percent of His ways, uh, you'll be doing a lot better than if you have no desire at all. And again, I go back to yeah: if you don't have a desire to please God, then I just say there's no way the same Holy Spirit lives inside you yeah. that lives inside me. And please hear me. I don't say that as someone who mm. says, hey, exalt me. Uh, hey, live like me and you'll be doing well. I would say, my God, my goodness, you find you find somebody else. Uh, don't, I, I would not be a good poster boy. Um, but I know this. I, I, I want to please him. Yeah. I, I want to please him. Um, and the second question is, is my delight in serving God? And this is a fun one. Is my delight because he yeah. says in verse twenty two, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Mm. Uh, you don't think of delight and law coming hand in hand, right? Um, we 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 bash the law, and we know the law is simply it's just simply what God gave in the Old Testament to reveal the heart of man. Um, and uh, and so I kind of kind of kind of played it out in a couple of scenarios that I don't know maybe. Maybe a little humorous or whatever, but um, you know, when you give a tithe, do you, do you say praise the Lord? Boy, this is my delight, right? I'm giving a tithe, a praise. Right. Whoa, I, it delights me to do this. Right, it delights me to love the unlovely. Uh, it delights me to forgive. Uh, can I say I don't know that I've ever said those words in my life? Yeah. Um, it delights me. To die to self, mm. Uh, mm. and and that is that is countercultural. Um, that that is no no God's for me, right? And so because we're going to get to that over in Romans eight. Well, okay, now if God's for me, then God wants my delight. Well, yeah, God's for you, and He's for you so much, He's going to change your delight. Yeah, yeah. And when 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 our delights are changed, then then. Well, when our desires are changed, then our delights will be changed. Uh, so anyway, and, and, and well, ahead. I mean, it's just such a powerful thing. Like, I mean, I, again, I was sitting in the 
service yesterday just just listening to this and really thinking about those and you know i think about my my own life and think about the things that constantly run through my head think about the things that um you know i want for my family the things that um you know i, I have desires for my family i have things that i want my kids to be able to see and go through and deal with and uh you know but man this 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 delight word is a it's a big deal. I mean, we look at David, like he delighted in, in who God is. We look at Paul, like his delight was Christ. And that that drastically changed everything about who he was and how he spoke and how he lived. And uh, man, it's, it's a big deal. It's a great question. That's a great. Well, and when I when I think of the word delight uh and and you and you know this place because uh you you served at 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 the same church that i served at many many years ago in blyville arkansas and so so just right down i lived in a church owned i don't know what you call it boutique uh, yeah it was an old flower shop that i put a bed in and that's where i slept because the rent was great uh there was no rent and uh, and so I thought it was the greatest thing in the world because I took all the money I made to buy a brand new car, uh, so the ladies would see, uh, you know, the, the car ladies. that I had. That's right. And they, you know, my wife will tell you, my goodness, I thought, I thought, boy, he made a lot of money as a youth pastor uh, until I married you and realized that he's leasing that car. Um, the uh, and there's a sermon in that. I our just, I our just intern's say. taking that same approach. He's got him a nice Ford Focus. That's what I'm saying. That he is hoping. So, so we're living. So I'm living there, and I could walk from where I live down to. There's this old. Uh, it was called Hoops. Somebody had went in and they had bought an old Sonic building and they renamed it to Hoops. And the trash can that you would throw your was a basketball hoop right there at the at the ordering place. So anyway. They had they had ice cream and it was good. It was like the custard, and you could go and you could get chocolate ice cream, which was really really good, or you could upgrade and it was called chocolate delight. And man, that was so good. It was so good. And so so when I read the word delight, I'm like, oh, it, it's like, okay, I'm moving from standard to premium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, delight, and you stop and think about that, and and that you know that's Paul sitting here, and he's like, my delight uh, is what in the law of God, according to the inward man. Uh, we would sit there and say, well, the law of God is something that killed him in hostage, and then here and and understand he knew the law. Paul's background, he knew he was well versed in the law, and he's like, no, no. What 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 used to be maybe as a burden now I see as a delight. I delight in the fact that um, I, I I can you know I get to live a life mm. that is pleasing unto God. And hear me, He gets it wrong. Yeah, that's the wrestle that happens. Right. But he you know he doesn't see things that maybe before Christ were burdens. Now he sees them as as delights and blessings, and uh, again, though the entire yeah. desire, yeah. Uh, um, want to, all that has changed within his life. Well, and your, and your third your third question under this is, you know, is your determination to strengthen your new spirit um, because of what God is doing? And you made this this, and I, and I want you to speak about it. I know we're getting close to you know a time frame on this, but I, 
you, you made this statement. You're talking about the old nature and the new nature, and there's a battle between the old nature and the new nature. And you basically just stopped and said, "Well, you, you gotta you gotta feed the new nature. You gotta feed the new nature in your life. What God's doing. Can you can you kind of speak to that? Because that was just a a, a simply profound statement that r- really kind of resonated with me. Well, first of all, we've gotten I've, I've gotten at least four profounds. So uh, I don't I don't know if we're paying you Sorry. to say that word. No, or, I, it, no it was, I mean no, that's pretty profound that you would say profound. <laughs> no, four I, times. It's just a word in my head today, man. Like it was, <laughs> it's all good. For, it's in, all good. It, it, I mean, it caused some it caused some reflection sure. for hey. me to sit back and yeah. go. Hey, you know, I don't mean it as a dig. I want you to take it as a delight. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, my desire is changing right now <laughs> right, to use yeah. that word. No, hey, so so it, golly, it's 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 so, um, uh, and I don't, I didn't realize I say golly a lot until I listened to this. You said podcast. It like four times today. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> golly, it was profound. <laughs> uh, the um, we're trying to get our numbers up. So if yeah, you would get yeah, your friends to listen yeah. to this podcast, no, hey, it is so simple. Like profound. you said, uh, yeah, what I, I'm gonna. I'm going to feed. If I want the Jesus nature to grow, then I'm going to feed it Jesus natured things. And I'm I'm going to starve out the old man, the old self. Uh uh, you know, there a lot of times folks will sit there and they'll come to Christ and uh let's say that they used to run around with a a crew that was more focused on the here and now, more focused on uh, you know, pleasure, more focused on partying or whatever the case is, and they're like, Okay, hey, uh and for a while they'll sit there and they'll try to they'll try to they'll try to you know, continue on in that environment and you know, they'll say, Well, I'm just I don't understand, I'm just not growing or I'm just not maturing or you know, I keep falling back in this and uh well i mean yeah stay away from it stay away from it uh don't 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 feed that uh it's like it's like it's like people that are uh involved in a premarital uh sexual relationship and uh and and you know they'll get saved or one of them will start getting serious about their faith and they'll say well you know what we're going to continue in this relationship uh we're just not going to uh we're just not going to be involved sexually anymore can i say i've never ever seen one of those happen that way yeah uh and you know but what am i doing again it's not just about starving the old nature i've got to feed the new yeah I got to feed the new. It's not rocket science. I want. I'm going to start hanging around Christians. I'm going to start studying God's word. I'm going to get involved in a Bible study small group. I'm going to get actively involved in a church. You know, we'll sit there. We'll have folks, Ryan, and I know you know this from your 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 ministry background and stuff. We'll have folks that you know when they're when their kids are young, they'll be in. They'll make sure they have them at church, and you know, church is a key key part. And then all of a sudden, their kid gets around ten, eleven, or twelve. 12 and they'll have a pursuit that may be around sports or they'll have a pursuit that's around some kind of hobby or whatever the case may be. And so the parents will allow that pursuit now to be the thing that drives what they do. And then lo and behold, that kid gets to be about 16, 17 years of age. And all of a sudden they trudge off into some kind of 
immorality and then the parents show back up at church and which we're glad they're here absolutely but they show back up at church and they're like oh my goodness fix them Hmm. and you're like what me what what have you been feeding yeah the last seven or eight years yeah no no wonder no wonder this is being reaped because look what you've been feeding and i'm blown away by 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 you know, I'd say good parents, good people, loving parents that I think genuinely want the very best for their kids that Satan has lied to and Satan has gotten there. And it all stems out of this whole uh, American pursuit. You know, man, I'm going to be I'm going to be it. I'm going to be the superstar. I'm going to be the next great thing. Uh, I had a conversation with my 13-year-old the other day who's a decent little athlete. And here's what I said to him. I said, hey, listen, God did not call me or God did not call me to raise a baseball player. Mm. God called me to raise a godly young man. Right. And so, yeah, you got to feed. Yeah. Feed it good things. Um, Your last point uh, on this on this topic is we the the maturing Christian um, again memoirs of a maturing Christian the maturing Christian must willfully submit uh, to the Holy Spirit um, and I'll let uh, we're running out of time but I, I still want us to hit this but uh, you you got anything to say about your your last your last point that that the maturing Christian willfully submits uh, to the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, it's that it's that it's that conscious decision. Again, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna get out from behind the steering wheel and I'm gonna move over and I'm gonna allow the Holy Spirit to take control and drive this car called my life. Uh, and it is a conscience a conscious decision. Uh, can I say that it in my life is a daily decision? It is sometimes, many times during the day, yeah. a decision. Uh, if we have this thought that, okay, the moment that I get saved, then the Holy Spirit's going to take over, and I'm just going to kind of sit over here, and the Holy Spirit's going to put it on cruise, and we're going to go exactly where the Holy Spirit wants me to go, man, that, that, is, that is not life. That is not life. So I got the wrestling that's happening, right? I'm wrestling with sin. I'm wrestling with sin. Um, you know, I've got this want to, man, I want to please Jesus. There's that's, that's part of the whole wrestling that's happening here. I want to, and I'm struggling and, you know, there's this nature that I think I'm through with and then it kind of comes back again. And so, you know, what, what do I do? And it's this daily, daily denial of self and Holy spirit. I surrender to you. Um, again, the life, uh, the mind is transformed, How's the mind transform? Well, it's renewed by the by the studying of God's word and being a part of a of a body of like minded believers uh, who hold you accountable and and encourage you. But yeah, I mean, Paul's like, uh, you know, who who who's going to rescue me? I'm a wretched man, right? Right. And then he's like, praise God, you know, G- Jesus did, and Jesus gave me all that I needed mm. through the Holy Spirit of God, and it is a process, right? It is a process, but it is a process that it should be moving forward. 
And there are some days that are better than other days. And there are some seasons that are better than other seasons. Uh, But my heart's desire, man, I want to please you, God. I want to grow. I want to mature uh, in my walk with you. Uh, We'll we'll close on this. You know, I've I've been teaching our you know, collegiate and young adults through the book of James. And we were talking about um, how God's working and all these things. And I, re- I read this quote from one of the commentators, and I don't remember who it is, but it may have been Warren Wearsby that said that um, unconditional surrender is the only way that we can have complete victory in our life. And uh, when you're talking about uh, willingness to uh, submit to the Holy Spirit, and uh, you even said, you know, uh, the only way you can have victory over sin in your in your life is when we, when we vacate the premises. Um, you know this this thought of unconditional surrender to Jesus. Only, unconditional surrender is the only way we can have complete victory in our life. Uh, man, well, and just, I love Warren. Yeah, Wearsby is where it's at. Uh, <laughs> and and I would just say this: Is there any kind of surrender unless it's unconditional? True. True. Well, as always, Pastor Stephen, we thank you uh, just for your time, uh, and you know your profound statements that you said all day long. We thank you for your time and your willingness to always preach the gospel. And if you're listening, please understand that we have this uh, desire to want to be able to share with you what it means to uh, to follow Jesus. And if you have any questions, you can always ask. We are always here uh, ready to help and answer things any way we can. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. Uh, this is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www. Dot Highland and it's H I L A N D Park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email info at highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.